what is up you guys welcome back to the locker room i am your host and your favorite kansas city girl kennedy bright and as always with seven locker room stays in the locker room get your playbooks ready guys what is good rookies welcome back to another episode in this week's episode we're going to be talking about the two situation that happened this past week my reaction to it my thoughts so now let's get into it so i want to try something different first off if you're watching this on youtube <laughs> Um, I'm in a different spot because this way has like a lot of good lighting, but it's at the angle that I use for my TikToks. So it might be a little funny angle, but I use, I, I need to keep the angle same. I've noticed that sometimes I just have so much going on in my life and so much happening that I'm like, I can't even get my thoughts together and whatnot. As always, if you ever have any suggestions, any ideas, any topics, anything you want to hear from me, please be sure to DM me on the podcast Instagram. I say the podcast Instagram because I can get to that one better just because like I don't have that much people contacting me or things on it like that so I'll see it quicker on there before if you message me like on my personal one you'll probably get sent to like requested and then I might not ever see it and of course Instagram is just at Casey Locker Room Talk and it's always linked down below linked in all my description bios everything you'll find it <laughs> so this week we're going to talk about first up we're going to talk about Tua so if you do not like necessarily follow sports you just don't know what's going on Tua is a quarterback for the Miami Dolphins and so he played Sunday um and there was like a clip going around people were making fun of it like it was funny some people weren't not everyone but it was clips of him going around during the game where he was stumbling like I mean like y'all he was stumbling like he got up and then he like, fell to the ground like to his knees he got back up and then like he's about to fall back his teammates were holding him so that was Sunday they played on Thursday for Thursday night football which if you don't know there's pretty much like three big prime time games I would say so it's going to be Sunday night which is a seven o'clock game Monday and then there's Thursday. So those are like your three, like they call them primetime games. Okay. So they played Thursday, a primetime game. It was the Miami Dolphins versus the Cincinnati Bengals. So it's a really big game. Cincinnati Bengals, if you, like I said, don't follow football. Cincinnati Bengals, they went to the Super Bowl last year. Very, you know, very good team. Miami's doing really good this year. So of course, it's a really big game. Tua was playing and it was in the first half. I, I honestly can't even remember which quarter. Like I, I, I kind of honestly stopped watching afterwards. He got tackled. And it seemed like a normal tackle. Like, honestly, it did. He was tackled. And, of course, what happened? He hit his back and, like, you know, his back, his head, you know, hit the ground as, as they do. And he rolls over and he's just, like, stiff. His fingers are stiff. Like, he's not moving. And I'm sitting here, and of course, I'm watching the game live. And I'm like, oh, it reminds me of, like, kind of like when someone has a stroke or something. Like, it was very scary. And so when I see it, I'm like, what's wrong with him? Like, what's going on? I, at this point, I forgot about Sunday, right? until my sister brought it up and so I'm watching it and it's just it's like freaking me out he's not moving you guys like his fingers are stuck in like weird positions so it's not like you know when your hands are just up and they're chilling like no like they were stuck he's not moving it was it was very scary okay and I think the reason it was scary you, you can watch on live tv when athletes get injured you know like sometimes like where they're their uh, what is it they're like bone like that the NBA player where his bone came out of his shin like things like that are just all oh, like nasty right like oh that looks like it hurts but like, this was for something to me like this really triggered me like it was very really scary like I did not know what was going on I instantly kind of like freaked out all came to the field he had to go off on a stretcher so it was very to me like very terrifying for several reasons and several thoughts in my mind like went through it so first off I always like to speak as if to make sure people can always keep up with anything that I ever talk about on my platforms, regardless of having any type of background knowledge. So I will say, not everyone might not know, but concussions are very big in in the NFL and football. And not just that they have concussions, but the CTEs that come with it afterwards, right? Um, and CTEs, it cannot be diagnosed or anything until they die. And so the hard part is, um, a lot of times some athletes will 
in I put in quotes up like go insane kind of you know and they'll act out and they'll do things and people be like oh what's wrong with them it's just like but it's because the CTE is like developing in their brain things like that I'm not a doctor so I don't want to use too many words but the point is it's very big and the part that I was upset about was like two different layers number one I was like this man should not be out here playing and so my sister my sister reminded me about this oh my god I forgot like yeah that happened to him on Sunday um, he should not have been out there playing. But I also just immediately was kind of upset because Tua, he's like I said, he's a quarterback. He's a new, he's a fresh quarterback. He was drafted probably about two years ago. I cannot exactly remember because I was in college, so it would have been two years ago. Um, because I covered he was one of the athletes I got to cover in college. And the thing is, everyone was talking so bad about him, riding his case, you know, about um how he plays and everything and this year there has been some nice things you know that have been said about him that's a part of sports and things that I just don't like how people would drag and talk about athletes and you know just be very rude and the one thing was I just first thought was like wow I hope like his life is okay I hope this is not a life-altering situation I hope this is not a life-altering incident for him because that would suck to play a sport that you love who a sport that you love that you work hard at for people who, for entertainment, for people who have talked so bad about you, and now you're going to have, you know, life altering, something's going to, you know, and now you might not ever be able to even do human things again. I don't even mean football, like just something might be wrong with you. And I think that's just so messed up because fans, I think, don't ever realize how much, you know, human people really are. And I will do a whole separate episode on why I do not like fan behavior. Okay. But Fans, I don't think they realize it. And another thing is because America, we run so much on money. So, of course, as much as we are greedy to want to watch football, to want to see people play, as the league is the same way. They want to make money. You're giving them money. It's going to happen. And I feel like until there's a change on our end, it's not going to happen. And, yes, people love to say, well, they know what they're signing up for. Yeah, you know, you see the pictures and videos of the men who, you know, are retired that are in wheelchairs and now their legs are messed up and all that they signed up for that part sure you signed up for your body to be beat up and and you know oh man you know now I've got real bad arthritis or something like that that's okay but they do not sign up to have life-altering things going on with their neurologically with their brain that's not fair that's not what they signed up for and at the end of the day everyone wants to say that oh I'm sure they have choices they don't have choices your coach tells you, your coach trying, they tell you to go back out there and play. You're going to go out there and play. What are you supposed to do? You know how much money we're spending on you? Like, that's how it goes. So I feel like like that is literally just so like, you know, messed up. And it's not something that they signed up for. And it's not fair that they get to be, you know, taken advantage of is to me what it is. They're given these God-given talents, these talents that God has given them on earth to use in whatever way that they choose that suits them. You know, rather it's a passion for them, rather it's a way to make a better life, finances, you know, better finances for them, whatever the case may be, to get an education, whatever it is, they don't deserve to be exploited, okay, for our game, for our entertainment on a Thursday, Sunday, Saturday, whichever level it is, you know, for our entertainment, they don't deserve that. That's not what they deserve. And I think fans have to see it as a problem, but but we won't because we enjoy it. Watching football to me is like watching the Hunger Games. That's how fans act like it's the Hunger Games. You know how we could sit there and watch the movie The Hunger Games? Like, wow, like they're really watching live people like take each other out. Like, that's what, that's how we act. Like, this is a game and it's not like these are people's lives. That to me, that's just crazy. And you think about it, there's so much more life to live after the time they retired. But they might not ever get that chance to really truly live that life. Why is that? Because in their young years, they were 
they became, you know, their brains were like damaged. <laughs> that's ridiculous. That's crazy, you guys. So I think the fans really have to do something different about it. I don't that it hurt me. Like I, I, I stopped watching the game. Like the game was technically on, but I couldn't even get my thoughts together because I was like, I need to say something. I need to post something. So I just spoke from my heart, like on my story. And I'll probably include that clip in actually. So that way you guys are kind of able to hear like my emotion in that exact moment. But the point was, you guys, I could not even form thoughts. And I think the problem is until someone, until you know a friend, a family, significant other, someone who has played on a high level, it's not going to click to you. So for instance, if I, I didn't have friends or guys that have, you know, dated and stuff <laughs> who played in the NFL, then it would not, it'll be sad. But it wouldn't hit me the same. Because if I pictured as my brother, my brother never played football. My brother played soccer. So if I look at it, I'm like, oh, wow, that is really messed up. Like, that, you know, you say that all the time. What if that's your brother? And I'm like, yeah, I know. Like, that would be sad. It doesn't hit the same until you're imagining that person that you care about who does play. Like, oh, my God, what if that's him out there? Like, if I'm sitting here and I'm picturing him out there on the ground, like, that that could be him. Like, that, that was terrifying. That's just not, you don't get it, I don't think, really, until it's someone that you care about that is out there that's when it makes sense and sadly by then it's going to be too late and so I feel like there has to be a change there needs to be a shift I know they have like you know the players association things like that and stuff that are in place but I just feel of course it's not going to change overnight I it probably won't change in my lifetime but I think the people out here have to get to a point where you value them as humans more than you value them as an object like if you if you just want this game and you don't care the cost maybe we should create some type of robots or something and let them play football out there let them play let them bang themselves up and do whatever and leave it at that maybe maybe we'll try that maybe that'll work but using humans that sit next to us on a plane that eat the same food we eat that's pretty messed up and I also don't like because I feel like another reason I feel like that they're you know being taken advantage of is because I feel like they're preying on a lot of their insecurities and in in that regards I'm speaking about a lot of them come from poverty and or low income environments or low resources okay and they need sports is a great way number one to make their income because it's their talent we all should use our talents that god has given us to you know pay for our lives but also the education factor you know being able to get a higher education so that you're able to get a degree so that you're able to get you know a good career to make a good income to provide for yourself and you know break generational curses and you know gener you know and bring in generational wealth things like that I feel like they know where these men come from and they know what they would go back to if they turned down this opportunity. So no, they're not going to say no. They're not, you know, and at the same time, they deserve the right to see, okay, how great can I become? What is the highest level? What is all that I can achieve? They deserve those, you know, those opportunities and those chances. So I think that they definitely, you know, college programs and the NFL, I think they definitely, you know, prey on those insecurities and take advantage of them that way. Very much manipulation. That's my honest opinion. And honestly, I'm not with it. And I think I want to share a story from when I was younger. I was in probably middle school. There was a cheese player who lived in my neighborhood. He literally lived like houses up the street. He uh, went home. He got into it with his girlfriend. They had a daughter. She was literally a baby. And he shot her, drove to Arrowhead Stadium, uh, called the coaches out told them that he didn't know what was going on he don't know I don't know what's happening told them what just happened at the house the baby baby girl just left there at the house he doesn't know what's going on he, you know he, he's sorry he don't know what's happening to him like you know why he's feeling this way everything literally blows his brains out you guys 
at in the Arrowhead parking lot, right in front of the coaches. And of course, like later came out, they believed, you know, of course, like we very high. That's when like CTE was like really like, like that, that's kind of what he had. And I always will remember that, you know, like I'm coming home as a kid and just tape and stuff like all in your neighborhood and everything because it's like a legit crime scene. And that poor girl, like now she's grown up. She's older now. She doesn't have a mom or a dad. And her memory is going to be of her dad, you know, kill, killing her mom, you know, and it's just like these are real people in real lives. And regardless of anything, like it's not what they deserve. And it's not concussions are not the problem. Concussions did not originate in football. Concussions are not. It's the fact that these men aren't given the proper treatment. That's the problem. They're not given the proper treatment. They're not being taken taken care of the way they should. If a, you know, everyday person with concussions are. They're still being required to play and participate. It's it's wrong. Just like they have to play with broken bones. Come on now. And this is not speaking from just a assumption. I've seen it with my own eyes. My friends, guys, I've talked to going out there playing with broken bones on their body because they need them to play it's not a thing and I think we have to really start seeing them more as humans and what they deserve and not so much about this money and our fantasy leagues and all that like it it needs to it has to be taken more serious it really does and I think the fact that it isn't is very hurtful and I you know I hope he's doing well and and everyone you know wanted to kind of I felt when they were giving the reports like you know, he's headed to the, you know, the trauma center and he's moving all his extremities and stuff. And I'm like, there's plenty of athletes who walk off a field moving their extremities who still, okay, have, have very bad concussions. All right. So I get it. We want to act like now, like, oh yeah, guys, like he's, he's, he's doing way better than he thought. It doesn't like, to me, I'm like, I don't care. Like there's still something going on. And I also, and to know guys and to see guys who I talked to who, literally will say to me why they're having trouble remembering something or thinking and, t- and telling me like my mind, like I'm not, I don't remember things the way I did. I, this, this, or that. And they're telling me like, oh, it's the concussions because they've been diagnosed with concussions, but the league still requires them to play. They just kind of brush it off. Like, are you kidding me? Like that's hurtful to hear someone at young ages of, you know, 24, 25, you know, 26, you coming to me, you telling me, talking about how, how you can't remember things, how your mind is, how it's all foggy, how your mental health is doing and things like that, because you have unhealed, because you have unhealed concussions and are going out there tackling and getting tackled. And what's happening, it's just making it worse. Like that is terrible. And especially because I've had a severe concussion before. So I, so I can only imagine, and it's, it was just once and it's got me messed up. You guys, I struggle now because of my concussion. So I can only imagine having a a bad concussion and then to keep over and over and over again. Like that, that's a different type of pain. Like that is painful. So, you know, I, as much as I love football, you guys know, I love football. I, and, and, and that's a thing. I love football and I'm gonna tell you why I love it because I want to make sure this is clear that I am different from other people. I love football because I love how much athleticism you can see in one sport, how high someone can jump, how hard they can hurdle over somebody, their speed, their strength, you know, their, you know, their vertical, like there's so much you can see in football. The athleticism of a human is why I love it. But there are people out here who truly love football. Why do they love football? Because how gruesome it is. It's a contact sport. The hits, the tackle, the collisions. Like you do know there are people on the other end of that, right? Like that drives me insane to hear people say such just disgusting things. Like what is wrong with you? Like that's, I can't, I'm sorry. Like it's really, 
it's not it you guys and I just I feel bad because I think of like the next generation the next ones that are coming along right now in my life like I want to work hard so that I'm able to provide my my you know my kids with resources for a good education you know for whatever it is they want to do in life and if my son says well I don't want to play football I don't like what it's doing you know to people or I don't like what I see from you know uncle so-and-so and stuff I don't want to do that I want them to feel like they truly have that option and go play a different sport but not feel like they need to do that because they want to go to college and they want a good education or they need to play because you know that's how they're going to make money you know or how sadly some people think they're not smart some people think they're not smart enough you know to just be a regular you know human in society and people tell them all the time all you're good for is sports this is what you're good at you ain't good at anything else like I don't want my kids to feel that way because that's how they I feel like a lot of these men end up in these situations and when you when you come from because you always know I, you know, play sports in college. So I know how organizations work and how they cover things up and hide things and, and don't, you know, will make you look crazy. And so I feel bad too, because I feel like there's a lot of things that these men probably want to discuss and say and share with the world about what it's like inside of, you know, being in this profession. But Sally, guess what? They can't, (laughs) you don't know what kind of NDAs and things they sign. You don't. And this is one of the reasons, one of the things why, when I was in college, I kind of decided if I'm going to do something in sports, like I want to do something for myself. I want to create it my own way. Like I don't want to work for anybody because I'm going to be able to speak my mind. I want to be able to say how I feel. I want to be able to call things and organizations, things that are wrong. I don't want to have to put a smile on my face and act like what everything going on here is great. I don't want to. That's not what I want. And I feel sorry for people who fall into traps of different type of, you know, organizations, programs, whatever it is that they're a part of where you know you truly cannot say and speak and have a voice is really what it is that's really what it is and it's a lot of people who have generational wealth who have grown up living very nice lavish cushy lives who are making these choices and making these ignorant statements and making it come off like oh they had a choice they always had a choice they just chose to play football. That's their choice. Yeah, well, we all know the way America is set up, how America, how our education system is not the same across America, how everybody does not have the same, you know, opportunities and um, access to resources in this in this country. But the one thing that I'm sorry, majority of, you know, African-Americans have over other races is our athleticism. We're able to use that. Now you're still finding a way to still keep us down, to still keep us below because now you're messing with these black men's mental health, these black men's minds. And no, there are white people I know getting, you know, concussions and CTL that, yeah, yeah, I got that. Okay. We know that. But I look at people like Patrick Mahomes. Yes, he's black, but he didn't grow up in the environment. I'm talking about Patrick Mahomes and uh, Drew Locke. He's from Kansas City. Mm-hmm another one I look at them those young men would have had would have had options if they chose not to play football they would have had resources to getting a better you know education they would have had choices and a lot of these young men and like I used the example my Najee Harris not one he he talks about how he grew up in homeless shelters and things and lived in cars like that's not that's not the same so you can you can sit here and say that everyone has options but not Everyone does not have options when you grow up in a country who has constantly, since the beginning of time, (laughs) taken resources away, tried to limit you, tried to make you not, you know, become better. So that's just, 
that's a whole nother topic for another day. But I didn't even plan on talking about this the whole episode today, but I wanted to. I felt like it was in me and I wanted to speak about it. Like I said, I'll add the clip in and I literally started shedding tears because I was like, oh my God, like I think about times that I have seen someone I care about out there and get hurt and just like, you know, like a body part hurt um, and how that affected me. I could not imagine if I was sitting here watching and he is on the ground like that, like to a, like it, it shouldn't happen. No one should ever have to see that. It shouldn't, it shouldn't even get that far. And that's the problem. Um, football shouldn't have to stop. You know, we just don't, but the point is the one thing that they need to be changed for sure is changing the concussion protocol, whichever quote unquote, whatever the protocol technically is and how serious we take concussions, how serious we take all of it. That's what just really needs to be changed. And to be honest, I really don't see it happening, but I really, really, really hope it does at some point. Thank you guys so much for listening. Um, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I don't know. I just really need to speak about that because of course, like not only is it relevant right now, but it's just something that I just, I don't agree with. I love football. You guys know I love it. It's my favorite. I want to play. I wish I played. I wish I had an option. Like I love it. Okay. But anytime I feel people are a part of something and their voices cannot be heard or they're being taken advantage of, I have a serious problem with it. And it just bothers me. And so, you know, the next 60 years of your life is more important than the next 10 that you're going to have playing for this organization. And, and and to think like, oh, my God, you guys, like the show just went on. The man gets off the field. They bring Teddy Bridgewater out. And it's like the show must go on. And I know, of course, he wasn't dead. But it was like, can we take a moment of silence? Can we have a moment, please? Like a like a pause. The show must go on. The money must keep being made. The commercials have to keep rolling. Like, I'm sorry. So I just really want to speak on that today. And and no, my voice might not change anything. Then no one's going to listen to this and be like, oh, she's so right. Let's change it. But I want to at least know that I said my part. I did what I need to say. And it's being heard. Thank you guys so much for listening. As always, be sure to follow us on Instagram at Casey Locker Room Talk. Be sure to message, like I said, on there. Any suggestions, podcast things you want to hear about, any topics, let me know. And I'll definitely do it for you guys. See you in the next one. Bye.